When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Conn Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P. IRE, always much appreciated when you tune in. And don't forget, you can always read my work on ESPN.com. At some point soon, over the next uh, week before the final cuts, we will be doing a 53-man roster projection that will run on ESPN+. Plus. So there you go, just a little programming note. And I know I told you that the next time you'd hear from me would be Tuesday morning. Well, I guess I kind of lied because I wanted to go over some roster battles and position battles entering the second preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens. So the next podcast of this will be wrapping up that game. That will come out Tuesday morning. I'll be doing that with the voice of the commanders, Bram Weinstein. So that will be the next time you hear me after this one. This one can get you ready for the game, but also not just the game, but it can get you ready for the next week or so as these position battles unfold and get down to the end. The final cuts will be made on August 29th. So let's take a look at those. Now, this morning, the the commanders basically made their kicker decision, but to me, it, this is where it was going to go all along. They released um, Badgley. They're going to keep Joey Sly. During camp, you really didn't see much of a difference when they would have, I guess, their little kicking competitions. It was more like, okay, you know, you're, you take these three kicks from this distance, this distance, and this distance, you know, between like 33, 43, 51 yards, whatever. They were pretty even. The one time where the, the worst miss that Sly had was up in Baltimore was a 51 yard. It was just ugly, but that was about, that was about it. So when it's even the tie is going to go to the runner, the runner in this case was Joey Sly, but here's the other part that was a big, big, big part of it. And I know that Sly has had some issues with those extra points. They put a great deal of emphasis on the kickoffs and that's an area where Badgley has really struggled with in his career. And I think that's why he'll probably bounce around because in the last couple of years, he really wasn't even their, the main kickoff guy, wherever he was at, that becomes a problem because then you have to have someone else do it. And that's not trust way. He doesn't want to do it completely changes the direct, you know, every, the way he kicks, et cetera. So, and it wasn't just that his kickoffs were short because I know, you know, the new rule, et cetera, it's that they were they were often didn't get the hang time, which could lead to longer returns. And they're really going to be about it's a lot of this, a lot of this season is about limiting turnovers, creating more turnovers, you know, the turnover differential, also field position. And that's a big deal for them. So that's why going into this, Sly always had the advantage. And it's just, you know, and he did have a, a solid camp. And I don't think Badgley did anything that was different to change their minds. So that's why they're going there. Uh, speaking of punter, Tressway, you know, still seems to be dealing with some sore, soreness in his lower back. So the commander signed another punter just to kind of get through the preseason. And we know what Way can do. And you want to make sure that guy is 
is ready to go when the season begins. All right, so let's take a look at some of the position battles entering this game. Just kind of go over them some a little, you know, in quicker detail, I guess. Let's start at receiver because I think that's one of the more interesting ones. We know the top four. So, you know, obviously McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, Brown. Who's going to be the next two? Well, Byron Pringle, the guys who've been getting a lot of work there, Dax Milne, Byron Pringle, Kaz Allen. Um, you can throw like a guy like Mitchell Tinsley in there. I don't, you know, and and, and I know that the like Bryson Tremaine is another guy. He's from Stanford. So Tavidia Pritchard, their quarterback's coach, clearly knows him. Uh, he also has size, something they don't have. But have, have guys like Tinsley and Tremaine done enough in the preseason to warrant a roster spot? I don't think so, because I don't think they necessarily do anything. I, I think some of the stuff they need from the roster spots are with the other guys. I think those two you can keep on practice squad, see how they develop and and go from there because they both, you know, I know like when watching Tinsley, can he help on special teams? Because if you're one of the last receivers, you have to. One of the times, I only watched him one time on, um, I know he's like on kick coverage, he's in there. Um, in the first preseason game, he was on number one kick coverage. But I watched him try to work as a gunner the other day, for example, against Baltimore, struggled against a double team, one rep. So I don't want to go, I don't want to extrapolate from there because I didn't see enough of him doing that. But it's something that you pay attention to. So when you look at those last couple of spots, so look at like Pringle, uh, experienced receiver, has a good experience. Milne is further, much further along than a guy like Kaz Allen as far as a route runner and helping from scrimmage. So if they want a guy who can help from scrimmage in addition to being a returner, well, then Milne would have an edge there. However, keep in mind with Allen, like they are working him a lot as a returner. He did not return punts in college. Pringle, by the way, you know, he's another guy who's gotten some work as a punt returner, has not returned punts in the NFL, returned them a little bit in college. Obviously, Milne has an advantage in terms of experience returning punts in the NFL. Keep in mind, while we can all look and say who could be more explosive, this and that, the number one thing they're going to that they put an emphasis on with the punt return game is ball security. Make a good decision, catch, secure the ball, <clears throat> and go from there. So if you can do those two things and then be explosive or be have the ability to, to maybe get more yards, well, that's obviously to your benefit. But if you're not sure, if they're not sure about that aspect, well, then that would be a knock against them. With with Allen, keep him, you know, and when he's at UCLA, he converted to a receiver. I think it was his senior year is when he did that. So he's very inexperienced in that role. And you can see that when he's running routes on some of the on some of the passes thrown to him, you know, some of the routes you might be rounding off a little bit more. Hands from scrimmage were were inconsistent, have not seen inconsistent hands fielding punts and last week against the Browns felt like he showed some of that quickness. And I like, he, I like that he's, you know, he, he has good vision back there too to match, to go with that quickness, which is always a good plus for a returner. So watch how he does tonight. Um, but I think if it comes down to, if it's even, and they're going to go with, you know, who can help now from scrimmage, well, then Dax Milne gets that call. Um, Pringle again, I would think would be one of those two spots. So, but those are the interesting guys there. And so again, with, with Allen, um, it's just, it's also not just where he's at, where can he get to in this offense? I don't think if you, you, I know people always get worried, well, if you cut him, someone's going to pick him up. And very rarely does that happen because every team has guys like this. So, and they want to get him onto the practice squad and develop him. But, you know, we'll see if, if Allen has a big return against, the, against the Ravens or even in the final preseason game, 
what makes it a lot tougher than to expose them because now you see if it's just a couple nice returns, well, I don't think that's going to do the trick for another team. But if you get a big return and show that ability by making guys miss with some of that quickness, now you're going to open eyes. Now you make it harder to, to be cut. So there you go. Watch for that. Offensive line, left guard position, Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul. The benefit, the reason why they keep having Sadiq Charles in there with the starters when he's healthy, which is key, is because of his ability to block more in space. And they, if you're running that screen game, you need to get out in space and be able to block. That's where he has an advantage over Chris Paul. So that's one thing to watch. Chris Paul, though, did a nice job in that preseason opener, run blocking, especially he's got that strength inside. And that's, you talk to those D linemen will always talk about his strength in his hands. He also had a nice pulling action uh, where he had a nice block against the Browns as well. So pay attention to that one. But how, you know, if, if, if Paul shows, can he block in space on some of the screens? Because that screen game, not even just a screen game, but just whatever other plays, you need to be able to do that. That's where Charles has the advantage. But Paul has the advantage when it comes to just being in a box and blocking with some power. Then how many guys do they keep on that O-line? Is it 10? So who are, you know, right now, the way I look at the way I look at it based on what you know, what, what you think you know, you have your starters, and then you have Cornelius Lucas would be your swing tackle. Well, you're keeping Stromberg because he's your he's a third-round pick, and he should be on the roster. I mean, he certainly hasn't looked overmatched. I think he needs to get stronger, but he doesn't look overmatched, and he, show, he has shown that at guard, he might be able to help in a pinch. So there's one. Braden Daniels, fourth-round pick. You know, hasn't had the best camp, but again, he's a fourth round pick. Are you really going to expose him? I, you know, if I'm assuming they're not going to, so there's another one. That's three guys. And then Tyler Larson can play center guard. So if they don't think Stromberg is ready for that, then you have Larson who can do that. And, um, you know, that, that would be number nine. And then, and then if, if Charles, excuse, or whoever loses that left guard job would be another backup too. So there's 10 guys right there. That's how it looks right now. We'll see how it unfolds over the next week and a half to see if it stays that way. Another interesting one to watch to me, tight end and running back. And I'm kind of lumping them together because of one guy, Alex Arma. How are they going to be able to, they have used him a lot throughout camp. I have a hard time believing he doesn't make the roster at this point because of that. They're using him a ton. And, you know, with, I think one way to help this run game is with the usage of the fullback. And that's where he fits in. He's very physical. And I like what I've seen from him in this role. You keep him, you're cutting someone else. Who is that? By the way, the other three running back, and I, you know, you can classify Arma as a swing guy because he's kind of he is kind of a hybrid tight end slash fullback, and nobody else really fills that role for them. There have been times in the past they use a tight end in the backfield, but they're not a fullback. I mean, they're not, they don't have like you can line up back there, but are you effective in that role? Well, this guy can be effective, but can he line up as a tight end and be effective? He's not going to line up as a traditional tight end, but he can be a move guy and and maybe create a little bit of mismatch, but he's really going to be there to be physical in the run game. The other three running backs, very clear is Rob, B, B, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, and Chris Rodriguez. And I like what I've seen from Rodriguez. No reason to think, I mean, that kid deserves a spot. And I mean, there's he's shown nothing to show that, oh, he shouldn't be out there. And then again, do you keep Alex Arma? If you keep Arma, how many tight ends? Because right, let's say, let's say the breakdown becomes 25, 25, and four, 25, oh, 25 D, excuse me. And then three, boy, my math sucks, three on special teams or the specialists. 
So if it's 25, that means an offense. And sometimes they'll keep 26 and then 24 on the other side. It just depends. And then, then it's how you stack your practice squad. And then it's also how you get to the roster for the first game, because that can change. Anyway, let's say they're going to keep 25 at this point. That mean, that would mean based on our math so far, and I'm going two quarterbacks, by the way, and have Jake Fromm on the practice squad. That's how, right, and that that could that change? Sure, but that's how going into camp I saw it, and I don't think I've seen anything to change that to feel like you have to have them up there worried about what may happen. But if you're afraid of exposing them, then that's going to be one less spot somewhere else. So maybe one less O-lineman, but who? One less, you know, and you're going to, you know, one less, you're not going to keep two running backs in Arma because you got all three deserve a spot. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. There is still time for one more family adventure this summer. The country's largest climbing and zipline park is open seven days a week until Labor Day. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of ziplines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the perfect place to spend the last few days of summer. Once you're back on the ground, head over to Axe Throwing and try one of their brand new games. You can play Battleship, Blackjack, throw at traditional targets, or even upload your own images. They are now accepting group and family reservations for this fall. Can't make it out before school is back in session? Not to worry. The Adventure Park is open Friday through Sunday every weekend this fall. To end the summer right, listeners of this show can now get $10 off any ticket by entering the promo code KIME23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K-E-I-M, 23DC at checkout. There's still time to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. Anyway, so let's go with that notion for now. So at tight end, then it's Logan Thomas, Cole Turner, and then John Bates. And then you put Hodges on the practice squad. That's because I think Arma certainly has a role. If Hodges is healthy, he's inactive. And the question, but you want him on the practice squad to develop because he's got the athletic skill. I mean, I'll tell you what, I mean, it just, this is nothing, but they, they're going to miss Rogers this year because that kid would have had a, a really good year, I think, in this offense. Anyway, that aside, Thomas has to stay healthy and the durability is what concern would concern me. He looked really good in camp when he was out there, but he's got to be back out there. So that's how it sets up there. So watch Alex Arma, watch his blocking. He also, um, he also plays on, he does have some special teams roles, you know, but it's not, it's not a pronounced, but I think he would be a special teams guy if he makes it. Cause you have to be, you can't just save your spot for four or five snaps a game. All right, now let's go to the defense. Defensive line will be interesting too. And I think then it's like how many D-line versus how many linebackers. Right now, I could see them only keeping four linebackers, do five worn a spot, and then keeping 11 defensive linemen. And I say that because, you, first of all, Fidarian Mathis dealing with the calf issue. 
John Allen now has plantar fasciitis. He can play with it, but it's painful. So you may need a little, a little bit more help up there in various situations. And I don't know how long Mathis is going to be out. All we know is that he was in a walking boot up in Baltimore during those joint practices. So how long will he be out? So knowing that, then you know you have Ridgeway will be your primary backup when they go to the Cinco package, even when Mathis was healthy. Ridgeway was in there first. So, but so he would be the backup tackle. Then you have guys like F.A. Obata who can play end and tackle. They've been using uh, James Ruth Williams, I told you the other day, as an end and a tackle. And I think to see, you have to see because if you're in a pass rush situation, do you need to have, you know, can you, how are you going to compensate if like Mathis can't go? Mathis, not a great pass rusher, but he is a defensive tackle. So can you get another guy inside who can play both like Obata does? Obata would be their number one rotational guy right now in the backups. And so that, you know, but then let's say, let's say even if Mathis is healthy and can go this season, then how many of those DNs are you going to keep? Because you have the top two, Sweat and Young, and then you have Obata, then you have Casey Tuhill, James Smith Williams, KJ Henry, and Andre Jones. And Jones, Jones is, I mean, Jones has really played himself onto this roster at this point, showing flashes at defensive, at defensive end. He can he can play up, he can play down. He can also, he's also, he was on the first, I think he was on the first kick cover against the Browns. It's always pay attention to who's out there first on special teams because there are going to be some guys. If you're on multiple special teams, it's a good it's a good thing for you. And I think Jones is one of those guys, big guy who can run, and so that's another way he can help. James with Williams is also on some of those special teams, but I do think they're trying to see which of those DNs. Do not assume that Smith Williams and Tuhill are automatics. I think Tuhill, you know, I think. I mean, he flashes some at the end. He gives them, he can drop, he can help them with their disguise coverages and all that. So anyway, if they keep 11, they're keeping those five DNs. And KJ Henry, he's a draft pick. It's a fifth round pick. They don't like to put expose them too much, but he's a different style of player than, than Jones. He's not going to flash quite as much, a little bit more with power. So um, there, that's what you need to watch there. Linebacker. All right, linebacker again. I think right now, if I'm predicting it, I'm going to put on four, and that would be you have uh, Jamin Davis, Barton, Mayo, and then to me, Cleek Hudson in that order. That's how I think they see them. And then it's like, does Eifler or Harris flash enough to warrant that fifth spot? And those guys also play special teams, good speed. So I think that's something to watch there. But I think you could put those guys on practice squad, keep them there. And then elevate if needed. So that's and then defensive back. Again, the guys to watch. You know, uh, the guys to watch. Really, I mean, Kristen Holmes. I've talked about about him. He's on multiple special teams on the first unit, and he's really, really good as a gunner. So he's on there to me. Then it's like, do, do you keep an eleventh guy? Because if you keep eleven here, you're not keeping eleven D lineman. So does does Rashad Wild Goose deserve a spot? Well, he plays in the slot. Well, who else does? Benjamin said, if you're starting, your starters are, you know, your top three corners are Fuller, Forbes would be on the outside, and then St. Juice on the inside when you go to three receivers. So, excuse me, when you go to a three three corners, then you also have uh, Quan Martin who can play in the slot. You also have Danny Johnson who can play in the slot. And I think with Johnson, it's, it's I know he had the injury against, uh, against the Ravens, it's inflammation of the shoulder how long it comes down, but there's day to day. I think they're expect, I think they believe he'll be back for the opener, but we just have to see how long it takes to come down. 
that's another one to watch. And so right now I would put 10 on there right now from that group. Don't know where it goes over the next week because whatever happens tonight against the against the Ravens will will help start to shape even more. I've we've seen things change based on this second preseason game, even based on the third one, shoot, Shaka Tony a couple of years ago earned a spot because of his performance in the last preseason game. He made a move that they felt nobody else makes that move. So you got to stick him, keep him around to see if he develops. Anyway, that's a quick update for me. Uh, you, I'll be again, I'll be back. Thank first, uh, blah, 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 blah. Thank you for tuning in. How about that? Appreciate you listening all the time. Be back on Tuesday, wrapping up the Commanders preseason game against the Ravens with the voice of the Commanders, Graham Weinstein. Talk to you next time.